The examination of conscience is an important part of the life of faith for the Catholic actually seeking sanctity. In our lives as Catholics, it is meant to prepare us for the reception of the Eucharist by helping us to see if we are, you know, minimally worthy of approaching the altar to receive our Lord truly present in that most blessed of all sacraments. If we are not ready, the examination of conscience is the process meant to help us figure this out, so we can then make use of the sacrament of confession to receive absolution from the priest for mortal sins before reception of the Eucharist. Pretty simple, right? I mean, that's Catholicism 101 level stuff. According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, quote, By this term, the examination of conscience, is understood a review of one's past thoughts, words, and actions for the purpose of ascertaining their conformity with or deformity from the moral law. Directly, this examination is concerned only with the will, that is, with the good or bad intention that inspires one's thoughts, words, and actions. End quote. Most people listening to this understand the sacrament of penance or confession, or my least favorite term for it, the sacrament of reconciliation, and understand what the examination of conscience is for. But I thought a kindergarten-level refresher might be needed before we jump into the latest silliness coming out of the Magisterium of Francis, because what we now have before us is something else entirely. Coming soon to a parish near you, especially if you live in Minnesota, is the ecological examination or eco-examine, as they're calling it, which is meant to wake your conscience to the presence of eco-sins in your life. And I'm not kidding about that either. Let's dive into this. The Minnesota Catholic Conference is the Minnesota version of the otherwise useless U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Every state with enough bishops seems to have one of these bodies, and rarely are they used for any good. The website Complicit Clergy describes this body's focus as, quote, the public policy voice of the Catholic Church in Minnesota. Its mission is to support the ministry of the state's bishops by working with political and community leaders to shape legislation, educating Catholics and the public about ethical and moral framework that should be applied to public policy choices, and mobilizing Catholics to make its voice heard in the public arena. End quote. And that's all well and good, I guess. That article goes on to point out that this group could use that framework to push back against organized Moloch worship or other anti-family issues or any number of public policy issues that intersect with the teachings of the church. Sometimes Caesar wants to render unto him things that belong to God, and organizations like the MCC could be used to stand up against that. But as complicit clergy points out, instead of that, they've become just another group of political activists. And to that end, the Minnesota bishops have spent money, lay money, producing a handbook to promote their brand spanking new Eco-Examine, an examination of conscience designed to aid the lay faithful in finding out if they've sinned against Mother Earth or creation or whatever. Remember, sins against the environment are going to be added to the Catechism by Francis, which has been a rumor, but now the Minnesota bishops seem to be confirming that. The handbook being produced by the Minnesota bishops is called our common home, and uh, and part of its purpose is to punish the laity by getting them to read Laudato Si. Yes, you've heard that right, and I say punish because I've read that thing twice. I, I don't recommend it. But it gets better because you know all those nauseating political homilies you've heard at Novus Ordo parishes or those lectures from modernist clergy you've heard in the media on political hot-button issues that the church has historically cited against the progressives who run the church these days? Well, yeah, that book they're producing is going to cover those issues, too because of course they are. The book is being written by a man calling himself Jason Adkins, who serves as the lay executive director for the Minnesota Bishops' Conference. Here's what he had to say about this document. Quote, 
Pope Francis's decision to highlight ecological sin brings into greater focus the themes from the prior pontificate. Sin is not simply something done by individuals, but also has a social dimension for which peoples and nations must answer. That is why Francis talks about the throwaway culture in which creation, including human life, is treated as raw material to be used, manipulated, and discarded at will. In other words, questions about bioethics and environmental ethics are connected. The antidote to throwaway culture is an ethic of integral ecology. The ecological examine is a way for Catholics to consider how they may be contributing to the throwaway culture and offers practical guidance to facilitate what Pope Francis calls for, which is ecological conversion, living in a right relationship with the creator and creation. End quote. That's a lot to digest. But you know what I'm left with? I recall that when Theology of the Body was rather controversially pushed by John Paul II and the bishops, we didn't get a fertility examine or anything like that. Instead, there were books published and ideas debated, and in the end, those pushing NFP rather clearly won the debate in the institutional church. And that was aided because whatever you think of NFP, at least it's somewhat relate or rooted in traditional Catholic morality, or at least it looks like it is. I don't think eco-sins are, but let's continue. Because it doesn't even look like there's going to be a debate this time around. We'll get eco-sins pushed on us by the maniacs in Rome with the aid of your local bishop's conference. Fun times indeed, which begs the question, how much will the typical diocesan parish priest actually push these sins in the confessional? The better priests will sometimes, if they have time, help you with your confession by going through the Ten Commandments or some other similar kind of list. Will this category of sins somehow be added to that roll call? One has to wonder. As for the examine itself, the Minnesota bishops haven't made it public yet. For about $6 plus shipping, I can get a copy of it that includes the propaganda piece Minnesota, our common home. Should I do that? It might be an amusing read for the channel, amusing in that same way that tragedies can be amusing if you have a black sense of humor like I do. Let me know if I should order a copy of it. What we know of the examine is that it's based on the technique designed by St. Ignatius of Loyola, whose famous examination of conscience has been co-opted by bad people from all walks of life, but most notably by the early pervert psychologists for very evil purposes. The Jesuits still use St. Ignatius's technique today, though I'm sure with some creative interpretations of the standards for sin and such as presented by St. Ignatius of Loyola. If you've never done the Ignatian examine, here's how it works, according to the IgnatianSpirituality.com website. And I'm presenting this t- so you know what to expect when the eco-examine becomes an actual thing, because it's coming. Quote, The daily examine is a technique of prayerful reflection on the events of the day in order to detect God's presence and discern his direction for us. The examine is an ancient practice in the church that can help us see God's hand at work in our whole experience. St. Ignatius thought the examine was a gift that came directly from God and that God wanted it to be shared as widely as possible. One of the few rules of prayer that Ignatius made for the Jesuit order was the requirement that Jesuits practice the examine twice daily, at noon and at the end of the day. It's a habit that Jesuits and many other Christians practice to this day. This is a version of the five-step daily examine that St. Ignatius practiced. Step 1. Become aware of God's presence. Step 2. Review the day with gratitude. Step 3. Pay attention to your emotions. Step 4. Choose one feature of the day and pray for it. And Step 5. Look forward to tomorrow. End quote. So, okay, that that's the very quick version of Ignatian examination of conscience, and there's, I guess, nothing really wrong with that. I'm not sure about that emotional stuff. But examining your conscience twice daily is a good idea, and running through the events of a day is, at the very least, handy. 
in a seemingly obvious way of doing it, which is how I had been doing it as a neophyte before I ever heard of Ignatian spirituality. But now think of it this way. Did you throw away that Coke bottle instead of recycling it? That You know, that's probably an eco-sin. Did you buy a new television for your spouse or child for Christmas and it didn't, and you didn't spring for the energy saver model? That's probably an eco-sin, especially since, you know, you engage in any form of uh, consu- consumer consumption. Did you object to the narrative about migration from our progressive overlords at the UN? That's definitely an eco-sin. Did you cheer on the guy who dumped the Paki Mommy idols into the Tiber River? That's absolutely an eco-sin. Of course, that's all conjecture on my part, and frankly, it'll probably be worse than all of that, simply because I lack the imagination to create theologically dubious new categories of sin. I haven't spent enough time in a modernist seminary to have that active of an imagination. So what do you see, what do you expect to see turned into an eco-sin? Will refusing to eat bugs and live in the pod be deemed an eco-sin? Let me know what you think in the comments of this video. As always, thank you for listening and pray and I, and for your support. It is greatly appreciated. But let's make this Advent really count through the act for acts of reparation and penance and personal sacrifice for this crazy nonsense we see going on in the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Viva Cristo Rey.